Hey everybody, welcome back to Comics and More, it's our not-so-weekly so podcast. <laughs> so long! So what we decided to do was we decided we weren't going to do another podcast until the next issue of Sandman Overture came out. Because what else was there to talk about? Because why would we talk about anything other than Sandman Overture? So finally, this week, Sandman Overture number four shipped with the ad for Constantine the TV show premiering in October. <laughs> for those who don't know, Constantine the TV show, you probably haven't heard of it because no one has because no one's watched it because it was just canceled. But the newest issue of Sandman just decided to advertise for it. Thank you, DC, and go screw. I, I don't understand why they couldn't update the ads. Because... There's probably a contract for that issue or what, et cetera, that has to have that ad in it. So uh, they don't want to give money back to someone. So they just make themselves look like even bigger idiots. Oh, uh, book wasn't late. It's issue four. That book started a summer and a half ago. Like that's about, <laughs> It's almost two years for four issues. Like, oh my God. Like, whatever you did to J.H. Williams, apologize, kiss his ass, make him finish the damn book. Because you know he's like just been like screw you guys. I assumed it was the it was the writer. Who it was could be Neil Gaiman, but J. H. Williams before the first issue even shipped took off from Batwoman. Uh, yeah, over yeah, the I knew that. Yeah, controversy with that, so I didn't think it, an issue was going to ship, and then it came out, and then two was a little late, and three was really late, and four was oh my god, <laughs> like you could have. Met your future wife, married her, impregnated her, had a child, and the child is teething before that comic's going to end. And it's a six-issue miniseries. I mean, if you're into moving that fast, maybe you just met the one. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? Even if you're not moving that fast, if you had a child when the book started, your child will be going to kindergarten before that book finishes. Just to put things in perspective, it's late is what I'm trying to say. And it sucks. Uh... So, for those that don't know, part of the reason we were on hiatus, the real reason, besides our snarky screw you Sandman, yeah. which is actually the real reason, come on. We moved. The store moved. So if you go there and see an empty store, don't freak out. We moved. There's a sign on the door, but for some reason, some people freak out and think we closed. <laughs> they don't read, read the sign, they read, just freak out. Read the sign. There was a guy who went there, walked right up to the store, freaked out, called you, and then you told him to read the sign. <laughs> he was standing in front of the door, he goes... Oh, hey. Hey, man. How's it going? Don't worry. We won't give you a name so you don't get mocked when you show up. But, uh, but yeah, we moved from uh, North Hampton to East Hampton. <gasps> no more Hampton. hobos. Oh, my God. East Hampton is so awesome. Thank you, East Hampton, for existing. Oh, my God. Everyone in this town is awesome. East Hampton has been amazing to us. A lot of the other local businesses in the area have been super supportive and great, and we're extremely happy about that. The new space we have is uh, back in a basement like the store started yes. off in. And it's gigantic. Unlike the original basement, this place is gigantic. Fairly well lit, colorful. I know. It kind of sucks. It's like clean, and there's lights, and things are organized. The bathroom works. Ah. It's crazy. This really... is not what a comic book store is supposed to be. We got free Wi-Fi. Uh, we don't have heat, so it's not. So don't. I know what you're thinking. Like, wow, you're leaving all the great things about the old <laughs> store behind. But don't worry, the heat still doesn't work. Listen, well, we're gonna. It's fix not it. Christmas yet. I don't turn the heat on until Christmas time shows up. All That's right. That's true. Just a couple of coals for the fire. You guys are all wusses. I'm like Ebenezer Scrooge. 
You only get the heat <laughs> when you do your job properly, sir. So maybe you should suck it up and do more work, and then I'll turn the heat on for you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we also, I'm the worst boss ever. We also have uh, much more hours, especially this month, because, you know, it's the holidays. Uh, so we're open every day. From at like usually starting at noon until six, some days a little later. Yeah, Christian is now Christian is not only back working, but he is also the new owner and eventually the sole owner of the store. Mm -hmm. uh, him and his wife Phoebe are the ones that are doing a lot of the work, getting the place going. They moved them and their friends moved everything from, you know, our Seven uh, Eleven location to East Hampton, and uh, they're knocking out the park. So. If you come in, don't freak out if you don't see me. I'm still here. I'm still around. I'm here on Wednesdays, here on Tuesdays, some other days. Don't freak out if you see different people here. Lex is still here from time to time. Again, don't freak out if you don't see him. We're still rolling strong. We're still here. Keep on trucking. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they've been doing a really great job. I mean, most of the reason why the store, the new store space is clean and well decorated. is Because I'm not in charge. Yeah, because Andy was not put in charge of doing that. Uh, you want clean and done? Don't call me. <laughs> You want to talk about random comics from 1987? We well, can talk. <laughs> you want something swept? Oh no 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 no. Uh, uh, but uh, there. So in terms of the news that's been happening, I mean, there's been a lot since the last time we podcasted. A lot of the big stuff is movie news, uh, but there is a good amount of cool comic news. I mean, what's what's new stuff that's come out that uh, that you've been really interested in? Tooth and Claw, the new Image book by Kurt Passaic. Because Image can do no wrong. Image can do no wrong. I, I just, man, they just keep on knocking this stuff out of the park. You know, it, so it's a anthropomorphic tale. It's another word, it, and, and I, I, I cannot do it justice uh, by describing it, but it's it's a different world where there's all these different groups of animals. So, like, there's the dog people and the wolf people and the bore people and they're all civilized societies that trade and fight and war and commerce and talk and hang out and everything that normal quote unquote human people do so and so wait so this is a furry book is what you're saying no because it doesn't <laughs> suck okay p.s all you furry suck sorry you're welcome to do whatever you want i don't care about it. and there's magic so it's like a weird sword and sorcery anthropomorphic so for you old-timers, picture like Usagi Yojimbo meets Warlord. Okay, yeah. You know, and for a more modern audience, think, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's very unique and different while being very good at the same time. And without being like unique and different for the sake of being weird and different. Uh, Birthright's another awesome image book that uh, has come out since we've been here. Um the it's a another like sword and sorcery style i guess is the closest way but uh i think flight of the navigator meets conan <laughs> <laughs> good good comparison there so a kid goes missing parents start and freak out and i think it's like nine months later a year later and then a grown-ass conan warrior barbarian strapped to the nine with weapons shows up claiming to be their kid and go. And All there's right. a nice twist that I don't want to... I don't want to say twist, but it, there's a different spin on the story than what you usually get. It's not... It's not. It, there's no M. Night Shyamalan twist going on, but at the same time, it, it was just... It was a nice hook that kept me going. The second issue 
continues that story, makes it go. It's not a big, oh, shock ending for each issue that you have to keep reading. It, it's a really good story between the missing kid and this barbarian otherworld ridiculous awesome <laughs> yeah i see so i see the twist ending stuff a lot especially in small press and image books for the first issue because they really want to hook you because since they're a smaller press book they're already functioning at a disadvantage uh but i like it i mean i i don't like it when every issue is like that but that's not typically what happens usually they just want to grab you with the first one and then for issues after that they're just fleshing out the story yeah, and a lot of image books, I think they 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 jump their hook a little early to get you on the yeah. first issue because they know they want to make sure you come back for second issue. You buy the trade, or you get your friend to buy it. So that I don't mind when they do it because they don't. It's not every issue, like you said. It's it's and it it, it it's formulaic enough that you know it's coming, so you're not like oh my god, you know. But it, they're all enjoyable, and and I mean, I can't think of a bad image number one from the last I don't know two years. No, really, no. Uh, Copperhead, there's another... Uh, that book's great and going strong. What issue is that on? Three now? Four. Maybe only two? I Three's come out. I can't remember if three or four is the latest. I think okay. it might even be on four. See, that's the other thing with the move. Uh, I've gotten way behind on books. I assume you have oh, as yeah. well. Uh, <laughs> I be- know I have. I definitely haven't read the latest issue of Copperhead, and I might be two. I know I've read the first two. I can't remember if I'm one or two behind. Uh, so we're like the worst people to talk about recent books that have come out. <laughs> That's why we're trying to get you hooked on the ones we have read. Cause you know, they're good. If I got a stack of 200 books to dig through and those are the ones I'm like, Oh yeah, I got to read those, you know, Valiant still trucking along. Delinquents miniseries is now wrapped up, which was the team up between Quantum and Woody and Archer and Armstrong. Uh, they started The Valiant, which seems like, I haven't checked it out, but it looks like another team up book a la Unity. Yes, but it's not the same and it's a little bit different and it's more... It's not the same and it's a little bit different? That's crazy. Yeah. Listen, all right? <laughs> Words and Andy don't go along very well sometimes, so shut up and listen to the words coming out of my mouth. <laughs> DC still sucks, so you know if you. Oh, but were... speaking of DC, uh, their smaller imprint, the same imprint that Sandman is on, <laughs> uh, Colin Bunn, who usually writes for Marvel and usually writes what the Deadpool miniseries and Magneto, the greatest Marvel oh, comic that's published. True. Magneto is really good. Uh, but he just did a number one uh, called Wolf Moon for Vertigo, which you were skimming through earlier. What did you think of that? Um, it was it was an okay uh, werewolf. It's a werewolf book. Um, it, I was like, eh, whatever, it's a werewolf. But they, they have an interesting take on it that's different than the traditional werewolf story. And that's what I liked about it. So I, it it was enough to make me at least give it another issue. The cover um, really grabs me. I like the artist they have working on that. Yeah, that cover is awesome. It, it's very uh, American Werewolf in London, but like, what if Jay Lee did the movie posters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is Jay Lee, isn't it? That's cool. Uh, so yeah, uh, that book looks cool. That came out this week. Uh, what else came out this week? And... Lots of Axis that I so don't care about. Oh God, Axis. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that it's in an event where, again, the premise is, what if everybody swapped alignments? I just, <sighs> I don't care. It's been done so many times. 
it's like the kind of plot arc that I expect in like a bad Saturday morning cartoon superhero show. Yep. Like I don't want it to be my main comic arc. And I mean, I guess it's at least it's not the summer comic arc, but that's the best thing I can say about it. Uh, uh, yep. And uh, you've just, what were we talking about? You just bored me again. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Axis does to you folks. Uh, Spider-Verse is going strong. I haven't read any of it, <laughs> but it's on issue three. And I mean, I read all of the Edge of the Spider-Verse stuff. Which was awesome. And it was great. So I'm going to catch up on Spider-Verse very soon. Now that we've actually settled into the new place, this is like, this week and going forward is is just going to be me catching up on books, I think. Uh, so tune into next week's podcast that'll <laughs> actually be informed. Instead of us talking about things we wish we read. Yeah. And things Um, we wish we didn't read, like when I decided to read the new Secret Six, because I really, really, really just want to like anything DC does. But it still wasn't good? It's Gail Simone, and I just don't care. I have, like, it. I just, I don't even know what happened. It's like this boring, trying to be edgy hipster art that just kind of, you know, not that good. And it's like, it's Catman and a bunch of characters that I have no idea who they are sitting in a room in a really bad attempt to do uh, Saw in comic form. Oh no. Only it's not as good as Saw like 17. (laughs) Like it's like a bad remake of Saw 17. That's what I'm going to call Secret Six. And it's Gail Simone and I want to like her. I want to like Secret Six because... Man, the old Secret Six, the pre-52 Secret Six, was such a great book. And she was writing that, wasn't she? Was she was writing yeah. that. You know, it was, depending on when you were doing comics, it was either Secret Six or Villains United. It oh, yeah, came yeah. and went as a couple different titles. And sales on it were always kind of meh, but oh, it was so good. And anyone that did actually take the time to read it enjoyed the hell out of it and kept reading it until DC pulled the plug for the new 52. Um, <laughs> now, is she writing the new Batgirl, or is that somebody else? I think she got replaced. I stopped paying attention and caring. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, I She got yanked off the book and put back on a few different times, and I I, I, I stopped caring. I'm like, and I don't care, DC. Because I know recently they revamped Batgirl's image. They, they brought a new creative team, uh, gave her sort of revamped costume, and that has been getting a really good response from people. That's a book I, I want to check out at some point soon. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't sure who was working on it. Oh, Copperhead is on number four. As we look at the shelf and it's sitting right yeah, there. It's yeah, right, it's right next to us. <laughs> this is real bad. Jeez, uh, what number is Big Trouble in Little China on? I think it's on six now. Oh my god, that book is so good. Yeah, issue six, which I believe is the end of the first story arc. Okay, so if you haven't checked out the Big Trouble in Little China book... Please, do. if you liked the movie, definitely read this comic who book. Who doesn't like the movie? Would people anyone listen to this? Seen po- it. People who haven't seen it. Those Why would you people. listen to this podcast and not have watched and loved Big Trouble in Little China? That's true. It just doesn't make and, sense. And if you have, stop listening and go watch it. Go buy it, Netflix it, BitTorrent it. I don't care. If you haven't seen it, don't talk to me. Shut up. Stop listening. Big Trouble in Little China. Seriously. <laughs> But You're the now- target demographic for Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, so the comic book, uh, John Carpenter did the story for it. Someone else actually wrote it, but he worked with them on it. And it it reads just like the movie. You can imagine uh, Kurt Russell saying those lines. It's amazing. When the first issue came out, 
I read it and it was like, it was an okay book. I was like four or five pages in and I was really confused because it, it literally picks up right as after the credits finish rolling. Oh, yeah. And I was so confused because I was like, I forgot that there was some extra stuff at the end of the movie because they were going to make a sequel and that didn't work. Um, and I realized that, oh, hold on, I have to restart over. This picks, I forgot about the scene. I go back and read it and I do Jack's voice in my head. <laughs> And when I got Kurt Russell's voice doing Jack Burton, that comic went from like pretty okay to oh my god, this is awesome! I need more. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> and I had to fight the urge to buy every variant cover. <laughs> but yes, if you enjoy the movie, like you should, buy it, read it. You're welcome. If you don't enjoy the movie, slap yourself. All right, good. Now slap yourself with the other hand. Now go rewatch it because you're an idiot. And then buy the comic. <laughs> uh, oh, I read all of Harbinger Omegas, which was awesome. Uh, which is sort of, I guess that's the main Harbinger book. Because the main Harbinger book went on hiatus. Omegas After the events started. of issue 25. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> then Omegas, which is a miniseries, happened. And now they're doing some one-shots that focus on certain characters. Like right now, uh, Faith has a one-shot that's out. Uh, and then, I guess, Imperium? Is that what's going to pick it up next? Or I could it could be a different series, and Imperium is like another thing. Uh, but Imperium definitely deals with the main villain of Harbinger and what he's up to, which is all set up in Omegas. And that was really good. It continues to be really good because they... Because it's Valiant and Valiant is awesome. Yeah. I also... One of the things I find really interesting about Harbinger is uh, the writer, Joshua... Dysart. 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 D-Y-S-A-R-T. Yeah. I I, I pronounce it Dysart. I don't know if that's how it is, (laughs) but I'm going with it. He's he's been writing it since issue one. So it's really cool to see a book that's just... Completely done by one uh, author, similar to something like Walking Dead, uh, where that doesn't change. And I hope that he just keeps doing it. I don't know. I, I assume eventually he will he will get off that book. Probably, if he's going to get off, he's probably going to get off as soon, because he's done so many issues. But I would love him to just keep doing it forever. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's consistently good. Yeah. Like the entire Valiant universe, but, you know, I, I think Harbinger is probably the most consistent. I like Exo more. But Exo has had some ups and downs and with some art on a couple issues. But Harbinger has just been consistently good for the entire run. Although, actually, Archer is so good. <laughs> yeah, Archer and Armstrong has been really good. Uh, I haven't. The new been... Fist and Steel is. All right, yeah. You know what? I take back everything. They're all. Which really, why aren't you reading. Read Valiant. <laughs> After you're done uh, watching Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> Dr. Mirage, I'm behind on. I've read the first two or three issues, uh, but that has been pretty neat. It's I'm still kind of on the fence about it, but I like it. It's a fun book. Yeah, that was one that it's it's a very different read than the rest of the Valiant universe. Yeah. Um, but I really dig it. It, it. And I hate to say it because I hated that book, but it reminds me of the Vertigo Dead Man series that was god-awful. Don't read that. But it's <laughs> like, what if that really cool idea they had it was like kind of like two universes and one person lives in both sort of weirdness and dead man did did everything wrong with that premise (laughs) that (laughs) dr mirage is doing the opposite they're like oh yeah why don't we make this not suck and make it enjoyable for readers 
and not make it super confusing where you have no idea what world you're in. <laughs> P.S. The Dead Man Sucked. Now, this show, we were going to do a shorter show because it's already super late here at the store. We've been doing a bunch of but stuff. But we know you, our loyal listeners, have been clamoring for an issue. So next week, we will be back on a weekly basis with our hour-long Nerdfest rants. We're just too happy and psyched with our new location and our new everything that we couldn't, we can't, we can't rail on anything this week. But next week, I will make sure I am back to curmudgeon the old man and I find something to complain about for at least 15 of our 60 minutes. But no, why wait? Because I picked a, a topic specifically for the last 10 minutes of this episode that I know you'll have bad things to say about. Let, let's see how good of a mood, mood I'm in. All right, hit me. You can't ruin this mood. I have found a timeline of all of the superhero movies happening for the next, like, five years. Whatever, even the new Star Wars ain't ruining my mood. Bring it, bring it. What do we got? Well, uh, we've got Suicide Squad. We've got... Uh, the Wonder Woman movie. We've the got. Wonder Woman movie will never happen. DC has their head so far up their ass. That movie will never happen. Or if it does, it's going to be like, hey, it's Wonder Woman played by Roseanne Barr. Like, <laughs> but, here's, but here's my favorite one because uh, Sony is doing all of these Spider-Man spinoff movies. Or Sony might be so bankrupt they have to sell Spider-Man back to Marvel. Thank you, North Korean hackers. Please, Bankrupt Sony, so they have to sell Spider-Man back to Marvel. <laughs> okay, so in 2017, one of the spinoffs they're doing is entitled Venom Carnage. It's Venom colon Carnage. I guess it's going to have both characters, I assume, but that title's also like kind of... It's like, oh, let's do some wordplay. Uh, I don't know. It's just... I don't care. I'm just so happy when they announced that because I could sell all of my god-awful 90s Venom comics to people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because they're like, oh, it's in a movie. It's going to be worth a million. Yes, it is. It's going to be worth a million dollars. Buy all of mine. <laughs> what if they model it after Maximum Carnage? <laughs> then it'll be even better because then I can sell those god-awful comics. I, know. I mean, those wonderful, high-quality Bama like comics. <laughs> it was like 12 parts and they were all so bad. It was like two issues worth of story. <laughs> that is the story that made me cancel my runs. Of all the Spider-Man books. I stopped reading Spider-Man because of Maximum Carnage. It was so bad. Like, all those other books that came before it that were not good, I didn't care. I still bought them. I have every Spider-Man. I don't care. They're great. Maximum Carnage and... I'm out. But what about the 2018 Aquaman movie? Aquaman, go talk to some fish. (laughs) Or the 2020 Cyborg movie. (laughs) All right, attention every single person that has any amount of power at DC. Cyborg is boring. He sucks. He's not part of the Justice League. And guess what? He was lame and a hack character in the 80s when he was created. We're now in the 21st century, and I'm sorry. That's that's not science fiction. That's how I remember when we used to think that was science fiction. People laugh at how god-awful he is. Cyborg sucks. Well, here's the thing. The only time I've seen Cyborg in a tolerable format is when he's on Teen Titans. Yes. Um, and he works in the Titans because he's one of them and they're all friends and Titans is a great book <laughs> when it was written by Jeff Johns or George Perez or, uh, yeah, but Marv Wolfman and George Perez and, you know, all that. All the old stuff is great. The new stuff. <laughs> 
So D- the way DC is going about this is they're like trying to rush out a Justice League movie, which they're planning for 2017. And then they're going to do all these other solo movies after that. And a couple of them before, but most of them after. Uh, so I'm like, but they're doing, they're also doing the Suicide Squad movie in 2016, which is weird. Uh, but I'm, but I'm looking at all their movies and you know what isn't on there? A Teen Titans movie. But there's a Cyborg movie. I'm like, you guys, just make a Teen Titans movie. Everyone will like that so much more. And then you'll be able to screen test Cyborg and see if people actually want to see a solo movie of him, which they won't. But, but then you'll know. You can put Robin in there. Get some Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Come on, it'll be great. Just make a Teen Titans movie. If you're going to make all this other shit. Just, uh, yeah, it's... And I love looking at, like, every time Marvel announces a movie, I get so excited. I'm like, oh, that's going to be so good. And then DC's like, yeah, but we're going to do this. Uh... (laughs) Uh... Marvel's like, hey, wouldn't you love to see a movie where, like, Captain America and Winter Soldier go beat up a bunch of Nazis? That sounds great. This is the yeah, well, what about if I come out with a movie where Cyborg bores you for two hours? That that doesn't that no, no that does not sound good. No. Uh, but what about the 2017 female lead Spider-Man spinoff movie? Sony, stop hanging out with DC and coming up with ideas that no one wants to watch. The only actually, if that movie would be super awesome, if they bring Gwen Stacy back from the dead in the movie universe, and then make it that like this. Uh, Spider-Girl Gwen Stacy from uh, Spider-Verse right now in the comics. Just make that. That would be sweet. They're not going to do that. They're not that smart. <laughs> but but that would be a great way to go with that movie. Oh, they're also making a Lego Batman movie, which... Did you see the Lego movie? I assume you did. I have not. Okay, Batman... But I do want to see it. It looks awesome. Batman in that movie is, like, one of the best parts of that movie. And that movie has a lot of great stuff in it, but Batman's one of the best parts. So that if it's just... The Batman from the Lego movie, in his own movie, I'll watch it. I'm, I, that ticket's sold. I'm going to see it. <laughs> I don't care if it gives DC money. I'm going to. Uh, but in terms of the Marvel movies, stuff we're happy about or excited for, uh, in 2015, we've got Age of Ultron. Okay. Uh, and Which actually, the trailers for that looked real. Like, I was not excited about That was the one I wasn't excited about. And then when I saw that trailer, where, oh, I was like, all right, I'm hooked. That... Opening day, sign me up, let's go. Yeah, because that was one of those things where I was like, we're getting so amped for the Infinity Gauntlet in the Marvel movie universe. And then they were like, oh, but the second Avengers movie isn't going to be that. It's going to be Age of Ultron. So immediately my response is, oh, well, I guess I got to wait for Infinity Gauntlet a little longer. But then we saw the trailer and now we're like, oh, this is going to be great. Uh, but in 2017, they've got, or I'm sorry, in 2016, I skipped over a whole year. Oh, dear. Uh, they've got Doctor Strange. They've got Cap 3. And was it Cumberland Bunker Batch? <laughs> Cumberbatch Bunderbink. Bunderbatch. Smog. That was it. Uh, they've got... Uh, Cap- or Khan. Oh, that's true. Or he Sherlock. Nah. I don't watch the Or version. the guy we don't get to see his face in that movie that no one cares about because it's way too much CGI. <laughs> what movie are you talking about? Hobbit. Smog. Oh, I already said Smog. I know. that earlier. I was... Mocking you for your choice of everything the man's done. You picked his crappiest no-face-seeing role. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Cap 3, which is going to have Robert Downey Jr. in it and going to be entitled uh, Civil War. So that's exciting. Um, And then, what else have they got going? 2017, they'll have 
Guardians 2, they'll have a couple projects that they're not sure what the titles are going to be. I don't be. care. When's my Howard the Duck movie coming out? He is established in the universe. <laughs> I, I want my Howard the Duck. I want my man thing. My giant size man thing. Giant size. <laughs> the burning touch. <laughs> he who knows fear burns at the touch of the man thing. Oh, but I have a question for you about these movies. Uh, not about my man thing, though? No, not about that. Let's let's save that for next week. Um, Tune in next week when I talk about my man thing. Uh, so in 20, I believe 2017... Enough got, of the numbers. We've got... No, I'm going to give you more numbers. We've got 10 superhero movies coming out that year. The year after, I think we have 7 or 8. Uh, the year before, we also have 7 or 8. There's There's a lot of superhero movies coming out and they're probably mostly going to come out during the summer because they're all blockbuster movies uh do you think this will be a bad thing in the long run it depends on whether they're good or not i mean that's really the the you know in in due to past track records i'd say the marvel ones will definitely be good i mean i'm sure there'll be a dog or two with that many um sony is Slightly above average, mediocre overall. I mean, there's yeah. been some I've really liked, some that have sucked, and some, you know, so overall they're eh. And DC has not shown me, or Warner Brothers has not shown me they can put out a consistently good product. I mean, their their best superhero movie from the last 15 years is Batman 2 that wasn't a superhero movie. I mean, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but that's not a superhero movie. No, what wasn't really structured like one. Yeah. And I mean, I enjoyed it. That's not me bashing the movie. Like, if it's on TV, I'm going to watch it. If I'm bored and it's on Netflix, I'll watch it. But it's not a superhero movie. It's a crime drama, maybe. But <laughs> it's a psycho thriller. Like, but it's not a superhero movie. And that's, I mean, that's their best, but that's their best superhero movie. Yeah. I mean, what's number two? Batman Begins? Please don't say Dark Knight Rises, because that's a festering pile of horse shit right there. I mean, that's a god-awful movie. I can't even watch that again to drunkenly tool on it with my friends. It's so bad. Yeah, I, t- I tried rewatching that for the first time since I saw it in theaters recently. And I was just like, man, this movie has, it's so slow and so long and so boring. And it's like the plot holes in that. I mean, like, and I'm, when I watch a movie, for, like, I'll rip a movie after I watch it. But when I watch a movie, I, I never pick apart the plot. I'm not one of those people. I enjoy it. And then later on, I'll tool on it. But that movie, while I was watching it, was so just blatantly bad. It pulled me out of the movie like five or six different times with just like how bad the the plot design was. It's just you know like it's just dumb. <laughs> it, it it was like nineteen eighties TV movie of the week action movie bad. And like with a lot of the Nolan Batman's, they change a lot of the the way characters are and the way they interact with each other and bane is certainly a prime example of that but at least in you mean bane is a way of doing that (laughs) but at least in the first two the movies were good enough that you were like okay well you've changed this stuff but you still entertain me so i'm okay with it but in three he made the mistake of not entertaining us enough so it's like okay now the changes you've made are very glaring and they weren't like there was no point to some of the changes. Like you, you wasted movie time to do a pointless change that you could have just done normally. Like there was this ridiculous love triangle thing going on, and it's just like and so that they could try to tie it in with the Ra's al Ghul from the first. You know, it's just everything about it was just 
it was just poor. Like that's not a trilogy. That was a, it it was like, it was it was as much a trilogy as the first three Halloweens. <laughs> it's it just like the third one has nothing to do with the first two. Why is this called Halloween? Yeah. Like if you just called it Season of the Witch, would have been a really fine, cool movie that I would watch every Halloween. But you call it Halloween, so I hate it. <laughs> it's uh, like Godzilla. Don't call it. Don't call the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie Godzilla. You call that Jurassic Park Four. And it's a perfectly fine movie. Yeah, that's great. It's better than the real Jurassic Park 4. Uh, um, but yeah, so with the, all these upcoming movies, uh, I'm sort of excited. But yeah, I'm kind of worried that there's going to be enough bad ones that it's going to... It might kill the genre or yeah, at least knock back a few. People aren't going to want to go see them anymore. And then we'll see significantly less comic book movies. Although maybe... If it, a bunch of them are bad, that won't be a bad thing because Marvel will probably keep on trucking and then the other companies will just make less. And and that's my hope is that either A, they're all good, and then that's a great thing, yep. uh, even though that could hurt it if they're all good. It, and if there are a bunch of good and bad and it's a crapshoot, at least if there's a logic to it, like if all the Marvels are good or all the Marvels are bad or, you know, as, at least then we know which ones are good and then that company can make money yeah. and thus continue to make more. I'd be psyched. But I guess I guess the main thing is if you're uh, an avid blockbuster goer, get ready because your next few years are going to be superhero movies and pretty much <laughs> just superhero movies. Save your dollars, folks. <laughs> you're going to be going broke buying popcorn in the next few years. Your colon is going to be clean. Oh, <laughs> uh, on that note. <laughs> and on uh, that note, tune in next week when we have more Andy and Lex babbling insanely about stupid shit you don't care about. This is Andy. And this has been Lex. Peace.